Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as always, uh, before we get into the video games chit-chat on the back half of the episode, I wanted to give a shout-out to some of the games that I've been playing lately and that I've been absolutely loving lately. I've been doing a ton of streaming. I know I'm always waffling on that, but 2022, at least so far, basically as long as my body is holding up and I'm you know, in a decent mood, I'm not doing it on any kind of schedule or anything. I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm playing this game. I'll take a first look, and if I'm really hooked, and you know, if it isn't going to be too spoilery or anything, or I guess even if it is, I'll put a little warning in there like last night I won't get into it because Randall and I are gonna uh, talk about this one in a couple weeks I think but uh, I just actually beat you know in quotes uh, grapple dog the other night and yeah I can't wait to talk about that one with Randall but yeah I did that on a stream and uh yeah, I ended up beating a few other games recently on a stream, uh, one of those being Nuclear Blaze, and this is a game that initially came out for the Ludumdar 48 Game Jam, where the theme was deeper and deeper, uh, and I never got around to playing the Game Jam version, because, it, well, it looked incredibly gorgeous. This is actually from one of the developers who used to be at Motion Twin uh, and worked on Dead Cells and stuff. Uh, they just go by Deep Night France or something on Twitter. I forget what their, like, developer name is. It might just be Deep Night Games. Um but yeah, it's just this gorgeous, like pixelated firefighting game. Uh, but the Game Jam version had no sound or anything, like not even sound effects. So I was like, ah, I don't want to make a video for this because I'm just going to be self-conscious. I guess on a podcast, we don't have any auto audio backdrop. But on, when I'm doing like the YouTube videos, I just like to have some sound or whatever. Just I, I'm in my head the whole time, kind of like I am right now when I'm doing these uh, solo intros to these episodes, I guess. But anyways, uh, they uh, obviously thought they had a, something good on their hands with the Game Jam version and they uh decided to uh, make a full-fledged release, and I think they even possibly have some more updates coming out for it that are going to add some new, like, challenge levels or whatever, but basically it's like a puzzle precision platform, and not, not so much a precision platformer, although it is, like, you definitely have to, like, dodge obstacles. It's, there's some, like, tight timing and stuff like that, but it's more like... Like some of the times when you die, it's almost more like Limbo or Braid or something. Or not Braid, but yeah, more like Limbo where they're like, I guess you could dodge it a little bit better. You can kind of see some things coming where like Limbo, they totally just like, okay, you're going to get killed by this spider that you have no clue is here. And then you'll, you know, have to think about how to get around it or how to dodge it. Where this game, you can kind of see, okay, if I open this door, there's clearly fire behind there. And it's going to like, you know, come launching out as soon as I open the door so I can maybe dive out of the way. But yeah, it's just a stunningly gorgeous game. The music is amazing. They got Pentadrangle, who actually does all the tunes on the Punk Cake games, uh, not to mention stuff like Cyber Shadow and a, a multitude of other games. But yeah, the music is just phenomenal. Like it kind of alternates between these really moody, atmospheric uh, moments that kind of like introduce some story beats that never take control out of your out of, ah, out of your hands as a player. Like you can just run around and keep progressing through the game. And there's just kind of like a your walkie talkie, basically just kind of you know, your chief or whatever commanding officer. And you're kind of just like delving deeper and deeper into this uh, like fire station. It kind of seems abandoned. It's kind of mysterious. And it's like, oh, is there something something going on here? And there's some hidden kittens you got to save in true firefighter fashion. It's just an adorable game, um, but really tough, really challenging. And it's just gorgeous all, you know, top to bottom. It's just a really stunning game. And then it had a really awesome uh, climactic ending that I didn't really see coming where it just re got really actiony all of a sudden where like, again, it is like an action arcade game, but it's almost like each little segment is broken up into like they, they aren't levels per se, like you're not on a world map or anything like that. But you do kind of feel like, OK, I did this segment. There's one kitten that I can rescue. And then I like you take the kitten to the exit at that, you know, that it can kind of escape the uh, facility or whatever. And then you fall deeper into the facility yourself. And that's <laughs> that's where things uh, that's how things work, basically. But 
Um, yeah, really cool game. I can't get enough of Nuclear Blaze. I don't even know if I mentioned the name of it off the top, but another game that I don't think I actually streamed my last session of it because I guess, again, back to I didn't want it to be too spoilery or anything, but uh, I played some Flynn's Son of Crimson, and man, I haven't been this hooked on a game in quite some time. I guess I, I got that hooked with Grapple Dog, but again, we'll get into that in a couple weeks, but Flynn's Son of Crimson, I really, really, really love this game. I played it on Game Pass, and it's another game that's just stunningly gorgeous, kind of leans more into that like 16-bit pixel art but definitely more in like the 32-bit like you know it feels like a souped up Sega Saturn game or something like it's just stunning um and it's kind of like a I kept comparing it in the Discord chat to like a Monster Boy or Wonder Boy game because uh, it really feels like that same kind of like pace and you're not, you're collecting coins, getting upgrades, getting new abilities and this and that. But the thing that I really liked about it, and I think the game was initially intended to be a Metroidvania, but they ended up going the approach of like there's kind of an overworld map and there are different exits, kind of Mario World style, like there's multiple exits on certain levels that lead to different world maps that then lead to, you know, different either secret areas or secret challenges. So I definitely didn't 100% this game just like I didn't 100% Grapple Dog by any stretch of the imagination. But I really just found myself like every time I sat down to play some games from the time from the first time I fired up Flynn's Son of Crimson, I just found myself saying, yeah, I'm going to play some more of that. Like, again, it's just got really gorgeous, pleasant music. Like it even reminds me a little bit of Wind Waker at times. Like it's got this like jaunty uh, coholent Island kind. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, yeah, it's just got that kind of islandy theme at the appropriate times. Not always like an island vibe, but um, yeah, I just really thought it was a really good mix of puzzle platforming, getting new abilities. It gets a little frantic at times, like where you're switching between your different magic and your different weapons. But I really thought like the combat was nice and juicy. Uh, it just was like a really good mix of everything without leaning too heavily into any one of those genres. So it kind of just felt like I guess that's kind of why it felt Wonder Boy or Monster Boy ish to me, because like those games always tend to be even though they're hard, they just tend to have this like leisurely feel to them. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it, but uh, I kind of had the same feeling with Flynn's Son of Crimson. And again, I definitely didn't 100 percent the game. And it's I don't know 100 percent for sure if I'm going to go back and like do every last thing or anything like that but definitely some of those stages that had multiple exits like I'm like is there another a whole nother stage that this leads to because I definitely would uh, like to play all the stages in the game because they're, they're just some really good level design um, and it's yeah it's just gorgeous really really love the game and it's really cute and funny and like all the different NPCs are like distinct you know like when you go into the town area it's like everyone is their own person it's not like or any kind of uh, town area there's a few different like kind of set uh, settlements I was going to say settlings. I was like, that's not the right word. But yeah, there's a there's a few different settlements that you can uh, that you come across along the way. And it's like, oh, yeah, all the people are just like very distinct, like one of a kind people or, or creatures or whatever that you come across. And uh, you also have this like massive dog decks that I didn't even mention that you get to ride later in the game on certain levels that help you, you know, progress down certain paths that you wouldn't have been able to go to otherwise uh, when you were on the stage before, before you kind of healed up decks. So yeah, just really, really awesome game. And then one more game that I wanted to give a quick shout out to before uh, Randall and I get into the chit chat here and partially because we actually bring it up uh, during the chit chat is a game called Klebu Craves Fruit Salad. And this is a game from our buddy Dylan Brown. Uh, he's one of our most uh, active members in the discord server. Uh, and there's actually a share your stuff channel. So we got to see like some uh, sneak peeks of this game in development along the way. And I feel like he was cooking this one for quite a while. And it definitely 
shows like uh, we've played a few of his other games. Uh, I gotcha head is one of them. It was kind of like most of his stuff is more game jam focused. I actually found his games through uh, the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. Of course, uh, a game called goop de goo, which is like a nice little arcade single screen platformer. And this kind of has some of that same DNA. Most of the levels are like a single screen uh, space that you're working with, although later in the game, there you know, they do introduce some side scrolling and stuff, and some larger stages and some backtracking. Not necessarily like through previous stages, but you have to like get to one point of the level, collect something, and then make it all the way back. And basically, on pretty much every stage, you're just trying to collect all the bananas on the stage. And then once you collect the final banana, these like banana blocks will then disappear. So they're a lot of times they're like platforms that you can jump on, or they're blocking the way to the exit or whatever. And then once you grab that last banana, now you've You've basically opened up the path to get to the exit, but things get really, really tricky. And this game is quite a bit bigger than I expected. Like I fired it up at the end of a stream. And I think I talked about this uh, in the chit chat with Randall, but I was like, I'll beat this in like 10 minutes or so. And I think I spent like 30 or 40 minutes playing through this game. Just a ton of levels. Really, really great use of the. Again, there are there are some scrolling levels later on, but like the levels that do utilize just a single screen space, like Dylan just got so much use out of the real estate in these levels, like because you really have to kind of zigzag around and plan your route and like collecting the bananas. Like some of them are more precision based, but some of them are more puzzly where it's like, OK, I got to make sure I this is the last banana I collect because otherwise there's no way I can make that jump. Uh, cause I need to use that platform to, you know, get the earlier bananas or whatever. I don't know if I'm explaining that, uh, greatly, but it's just got an awesome aesthetic. It's got this really like low res, but at the same time it's like widescreen. So it's like, uh, I don't know. It kind of, it's, it's just really cool. It's really colorful. And then there's like kind of these dark haunting levels that are mysterious and spooky that they throw in once in a while. Uh, and especially towards the back half of the game, um, that really kind of mix up the gameplay. Like it just, it stays fresh the whole time. It's definitely a pretty challenging game. Like I, I was dying quite a bit at the end, but not in any kind of frustrating way. You know, you kind of see what you need to do and you just need to execute it. And like, I don't know, there was even some cool, uh, kiting mechanics where like an enemy's like chasing you around and you got to like lure them over one way and jump over them at just the right time and then make a run for it. Like, uh, it's just such a fun game and it has such a, it kind of has even a little bit of like almost like a super try vibe to the games. And we actually have Kevin Cole of super try joining us on the podcast next week for the next couple weeks actually so look forward to that but uh yeah it has that kind of like the music especially in like the cheerful like bright levels like it has this like just this like really chill mellow like strumming guitar like you almost forget you're even playing a video game and that's a, a lot of times how i feel when i'm playing super try stuff so uh man it's just really really good time and it's a totally free game it's it's nuts i, I just can't believe what people like put together like this is just a labor of love that Dylan wanted to make and uh, it really shows it's a, it's an awesome awesome game again we'll have links to it in the uh, episode description here but uh, without further ado I did want to give one quick mention as well I know uh, the last couple weeks on the podcast uh, there's been a few uh, small audio hiccups uh, I believe with my microphone specifically at least I hope it's my microphone because that's the thing that I uh, <laughs> replaced in my setup here I got a new cable and everything so I don't know if it's maybe like the software or something but if you've noticed like a few small audio glitches I I'm hoping I have that fixed here uh, with this episode, but there are a few like little small little hiccups. They're just like little like blips or whatever. Um, but if you notice those and they've been annoying, that hopefully should be fixed soon. But uh, yeah, otherwise, without further ado, Randall and I will uh, get into some chit chat and some video games talk. And uh, yeah, next week uh, we'll have Kevin Cole on the podcast uh, joining us for a couple sessions and then uh, we'll be back to programming as usual. But uh, until then, we'll uh, catch you next week.
Nice little laid back wireless mouse action. Dude, it's so nice, man. <laughs> Especially once I realized Townscaper, I, I didn't realize you could control the camera a little bit with WASD as well. So I was like, oh. oh, this is kind of annoying how you have to like drag the camera all over the place. And then I like I moved the keyboard like just to move it out of the way. And then the camera moved a little. And I was like, oh, that's how this works. Because like, I was like, man, this game is so polished. Every I should have just saved this for the cast. But <laughs> I was like, this is like everything about this is so polished except this one thing and then i was like oh well that's why because it yeah. actually works the way that it should yes <laughs> um it was i felt like an idiot but thankfully you need I wasn't to be resting that. your left hand on your keyboard yeah <laughs> which is not the easiest thing to do when you're kicked back in a, your grandpa's recliner that's right um you know i get that usually don't even have the keyboard handy but you need one of those little those like little bluetooth wireless keyboards that people get for their ipads and stuff get i should one of those get those guys I have a Bluetooth keyboard, but I need to get like a good like I need to get a smaller one because I specifically got one that had a numpad on it. Yeah, because I you know I, a lot of times I have to do like you know just entering in numbers. Oh, wait, and whatever. you don't have just, to. I'm, I'm a I'm a big numpad yeah. supporter. You gotta have it. Yes, but it would be nice to maybe have one for just like lounging on the couch. And to, to be honest, I sh- I should get one because I've been w- looking for a second reason to justify it because this one doesn't have any like light up back yeah. or anything on it so it's like when i'm in the dark i'm like ah, yeah. it would be nice to have so if i can get one that's smaller and backlit yes double whammy i can justify that purchase spot dude i'm so pumped as much as i'm like you know it's obviously been nice not working for so long as as much as it's been stressful to like now really be dipping into my savings right um but i'm really pumped because i have fucking i i have really not bought anything you've been phenomenal with that i've been like kind of a madman dude like i kind of in a good way yeah i'm like i'm a little bit scared to like open the floodgates again you know and like because i was already thinking like i'm probably gonna buy like a mac mini right off the bat because i'm i'm nervous about that imac like being that i have all the presets on there and i could get it set up on pc and whatever but it would be really nice to just like transfer that over keep and just keep the podcast related editing and stuff like on autopilot basically yeah not not autopilot but you know f- the familiarity be there yep um so there's part of me that's like yeah but yeah i'm just really pumped to start by because i've only bought like a handful of game i bought the bundles yep uh the itchio bundles i bought a handful of like cheap like two dollar games here and there on switch yep um and then i bought dread Yep. And I bought WarioWare and I bought Mario Golf. I think those are the only like yeah, three games right. I've bought. Yeah. And I'm talking like, yeah, even any of the games that like I would normally like normally a game if a game that I've been waiting for that comes out at 15 bucks, I'm probably going to buy it, right. especially if they do like the 1250 or yeah. you know, 1275 like launch discount or whatever. I'm probably going to snag it. Yep. Um, And I haven't bought any of those. So I feel like, I mean, thankfully we've been getting some keys sent to us. We've actually, again, too, like publishers have been reaching out a little bit more. Like the publisher that's, have have you seen that Berserk Boy game? Yeah. It's kind of like Mega Man-y look. It looks amazing. The publisher of that, they're called Big Sugar. And they just like, they have a, probably like five or so, like they're publishing the Unexplored 2, which looks amazing. I didn't... I didn't really like Unexplored, but Unexplored 2 looks incredible. Yeah, and Unexplored, um, I feel like that game had, like, decent reach as far as, like, being an indie game. Like, Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's so kind of had, a big deal. 
Yeah, they reached out and they were like, hey, we'd love to get some of our games covered on the channel. We're going to be Jeez. like doing whatever. And I, you know, I let them know. I was like, hey, we're, you know, this is kind of what we do. We do the podcast streams and yeah. videos. I was like, I can't really guarantee 100 percent anything. But I was like, I can like I was like, I already know I would like if I've been waiting for a couple of your games. Oh, already. Yeah. Like I was like, man, your lineup looks pretty great. Oh, yeah. But I was like. No promises, but I was like, I definitely like first. And they they were even like, hey, we could do like maybe set up some interviews or have them guest like when you're doing a stream or something. So um, that's so I don't cool. know, just fit, like people that are actually organized. It's kind of cool. It's like, oh, man, they're I don't know. Even even Dev Dwarf, the way he was organized with stuff like releasing the game, he was really on top of it, like mysterious in his cryptic way. But yeah. Like, he felt way more on top of it. I feel like everybody else has been scrambling. Um, <laughs> I felt bad the other day. I checked out this game, Velocity Noodle. Uh-huh. Um, looked like a really cool precision platformer, and it for the most part is. But I and they like had a post that they're like, "Hey, we're looking for people to stream our game." And I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna check out some platformers today, anyways." I was like, "I'll start it up with this and take like a first look at it." And right. I, it did look cool. Uh, and I ended up like, I don't know, it's just like a little rough around the edges, hit a lot of bugs, like, and I was just like, you know, I was like, it's like almost there. But, I, you know, at the end of it, I was just like, I just I can't recommend this one, man. Um, yeah, I felt bad, kind of. So I'm, I'm like that one. It re- that one looked like a pretty sure, surefire deal. So I was pretty surprised. Oof. But that was a bummer. But thankfully, it was just on a stream and I wasn't like, oh, I'm doing like, right. a video. Like I made it very clear, like, hey, I'll take a first look at it. Um. But yeah, I still I still want it to be like all recommendation stuff. So it felt like ah, this one's kind of like, a oh, it's almost there. But I still I still would be curious to see anything else this dev works on as a mm-hmm. solo dev. Like it's very impressive, but it's just like, you know, like the hitboxes are just a little wonky. Like yeah. everything that like that it takes to make a game like polished polish. and good. Yeah, it's it was just like, ah, it's just missing a lot of that stuff. Yep. Um, Which I'm sure is hard to do as a solo dev. But at oh, the same yeah. time. You got to find the time for it. I'm sure like you're working a full time job and then, you know, having to do that in the part time. And yeah, I can't imagine trying to make a game like with a full time job. I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine it being fun. No, it's got to be just uh, you got to really just love it, I guess. At this point, with the way like how many indie games come out all the time, I think if I ever even entertained a future of making a game, I would like. I would scope it legitimately to be just a homebrew on a retro system. Like that way you could kind of guarantee yourself a certain set of eyeballs and audience in that way, even though you're also obviously placing a pretty hard ceiling on what you could sell potentially, you know, unless you port the ROM to, you know, PC and whatever else. But even still like you're, you're limited, but you also, feel like at least a few people would see it whereas right now it's just like just a fucking sea of games that come out it's, every week it's nuts that i think somebody just posted the other day that there are like 30 games a day released on steam and it's just like yeah i'm sh- sure just crazy yeah no one can keep up with that no which is like and it's like you don't want to ever say like hey don't make games no. but um but i don't know what the solution is but i think the problem is that it's just that everybody like every dev is a solo dev, you know, mm. there's like not everybody or, you know, yeah, there's not really like a good system for like that in between. It's either like you're as massive as Devolver or, right. you know, or you're like a little tiny, tiny indie. There's there's not a ton of in between, you know. No, no. So I don't know. Yeah. 
It definitely sucks because because, you know, it's like how many people are it's just like, you know, dreaming to be like a, a star athlete or something or a rock star. You know, it's like the same kind of thing like, oh, I'm going to make Celeste, you know, it's like but how, those games are so few and far between. Yep. And so many things have to go right for you, you know, besides yeah. making an amazing game. So yeah. it's not just it's not good enough just to make an amazing game, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's not like. uh like Celeste didn't just come out of nowhere, you know, it, it, yeah. it did. It came out on Pico eight. Like I wasn't aware of it, but I'm sure that community was aware of it. And it built yeah. up around that and then built up, you know, I'm, it yep. built up in a way. And then it was promoted in a way like it's, you know, it was no small chance that and and they had already put out Tower Fall. So it's not like that game just came out of nowhere from nobody's. Right. Um. So, yeah, but I guess, I guess Towerfall, you could argue, kind of came out of nowhere then. But but Towerfall had the advantage of launching on Ouya first, with a, and it was essentially the killer app on a very small platform. But I forgot about that. They got to basically be the big fish in a small pond that way. So then that built that. up their name that way. And then it's like, oh, shit, Towerfall's out on Switch and, like, all these other yeah. platforms, too. Look at that. That's it a good point. Remastered I- thing or whatever. And I think it was a big hit as well as at like, uh, you know, like packs and stuff, any oh, of those yeah. expos where there's like booths where you yes. can do multiplayer games and stuff like that. Yes. Um, I feel like the, that was a big I just remember people on like uh, Idle Thumbs and some of the old podcasts I listened to, like talking about playing those like Nidhogg at yep. uh, game expos and stuff like that when those games are be or even like uh, Johan Sebastian yep. uh, Joust like those. Yeah, those games that are just really kind of almost made for those conventions to be yep. honest i mean they're they ended up being ported and at nidhog by all me i mean that game's amazing it is it's great um but yeah hey there's so many cool little i don't know game jammy type games that's really what they are they're really just kind of game jam type games yeah at least they have that energy and feel to them yes which yes. is cool it is cool and the action yeah. indeed like those action arcade arcadey games yeah it's been my jam lately oh yeah always um do you want to should we roll into it or should we uh do you need a drink or anything or uh yeah let me let me backfill my drink and close this this vent which i always forget to do when i sit down to record the podcast like oh yeah that vent's open let me close no worries no worries Uh, dude i forgot to clap on the first session with kevin cole and what how do we both forget that like (laughs) him being a podcast guy too like at the end we like stopped it and he was like wait do you need to do anything to sync it and i was like oh fuck but thankfully i recorded like a backup of the video so i should be able to line it up <laughs> with like the skype video and i i would have been able to do it but it's just yeah just way like, more tedious and and i'd just be second guessing it the whole yeah. time like you'd be like oh that sounds right but now like a little later you're like oh that sounded a little delayed did i shift it too much or right so i was like at least i can line it up with the video and then no i'm I'm in in the clear. Say no, Kevin's just a very quick learner, <laughs> a very quick t- speaker. <laughs> he just says the answer immediately after you say it. Oh man, too <laughs> funny. Yeah, it'll be like those podcasts that are way hyper edited. Yeah, uh, like we're just like ah ah ah. That That's drives like, me nuts. Like yeah, I listen to some of the like I tried listening to some of the more mainstream podcasts like that, and and it just sounds so like fake. It I can't understand how they don't, especially. It at least it like in some of the podcasts where it's just like one person kind of narrating a thing. It that's okay. it works a little better because yeah. it's like there yeah. there's no f- conversation flow you're right. trying to preserve. But like, yeah. man, like I I do trim down some of our gaps sometimes because sure. I think there's like clearly a long enough pause where clearly we're all waiting like 
are you done talking? Okay, yeah. now I'm going to chime in. Um, but I just, I don't never trim it very much. I just move it enough to be like, okay, that's like long enough to where you basically the only time I move it is if it would be a long enough pause to where I would think like, did my phone die? Yeah. Or like, did, you know, did something happen? Did yep. I disconnect from my Bluetooth or something? Yep. Um, and exactly. that's exactly so yeah. Yeah, like the one guy, uh, uh, Nick Muse, who I joked about on the podcast, like the one guy who worked on Few DVD that we haven't like known at all or whatever. Yeah. Like he joined the Discord right after um, like the episode came out or whatever. He's like, oh, I just got done plowing through four episodes. Like, I'm <laughs> loving the podcast. So I was like, Pretty cool that we're like, and again, it seems like every person that comes into the fold is nice and cool. We yeah. Like pulled. It's That's a one of the really things. good community. I, I feel bad that I can never, like, I have zero, to, like, I get Dude, the notifications, but I can never, like, reply to, like, hardly anything. But, uh, yeah, all the, like, when I pop in and I just, like, quickly see conversations and stuff, and, like, it's always so kind. Like, it's just the nicest people. Yeah, it really is. That was actually one of the things that like Kevin Cole and I were kind of talking about yeah. was just like, you know, it's not about the the quantity, you know, it's about the quality of the people and yes. like, yeah, we're not going to nothing that either of us are doing is like going to bring in the masses, but we're not really looking to do that anyways. No. We're looking to connect with people that have similar interests as us, you know. Absolutely. Um like yeah, it was so cool seeing all the hype around Pogo Girl coming out. Yeah. Uh, the other day, like freaking I like everybody in the discord, like bought it. It seemed I don't, I don't know for sure, but everybody was like, oh, I'm playing it. Oh, oh, great work. Ando is pretty cool. That's so sweet. And I did. I did wish list it, too. You know, nice. Nice. Being a, being a console centric guy, I'd probably going to hold out for a while to to. You know, maybe I'd get it's, it on PC if I had a better PC situation. It's in but. our it's in our Steam. So if you nice. if you have a you know sneaking interest to check it out, feel free. It looks cool. Um, it's really solid, man. It's yeah. like it. It's like uh, I actually beat it the other day. Nice. Um, I ended up talking about it with Kevin Cole, but I did a stream and I ended up just playing all the way through it. It was like man, you know, maybe like two hours or so. Perfect. Um, and you just play through all four seasons, like you know, spring, winter, summer, fall play through four seasons and it's just like a great little sega like it's it's almost feels like a it's 16 bit but it's like got that master system feel to it in a way and i was almost like like, is yeah like master system or like turbo graphics type of style to it almost like yeah like it yeah it it looks like that like 16 bit but before super nintendo did 16 bit yeah (laughs) Yeah. and even before genesis because wasn't wasn't master no master system was 8 bit yeah but Turbo um, Graphics kind of split the difference. Where like, yeah, it's it was it's it was technically like Turbo Graphics sixteen is the full whatever. But it's it's yeah. like definitely it, it very fast like processor. So it was fucking awesome for shmups and stuff, of course. But like graphically, Something... couldn't do necessarily exactly what you know maybe it's definitely the Super Nintendo and even sometimes what the Genesis could do. Yeah, something about I don't know if it's like the palette limitations yeah, or what that it might is, be it but too. there's there's something about it, yeah, that it just has like a almost a twelve bit look or something. Which to I it, love that that style. Oh yeah. I love it. It's very unique. You've yeah. you can quickly see that it's uh, I guess they all kind of are like, you know, master system. You can see like they all kind of have their own look, but Turbo really has its mm-hmm. own look. Um Yes, but it yeah, does. That was, it was really fun playing through. The music is amazing in Ooh. the game, like really, really good soundtrack. It has more of a Super Nintendo vibe, to, in my opinion, like just some of the 
sound the way things sound but like even even has some like light dkc vibes like that's don't don't let me overhype it but it's got you know like some of the way the beats kind of come in it's a a really good soundtrack when i had played the demo um when he had me like do a little play test of it yeah um uh what's it called it just had placeholder music in it so it was really cool to hear it was like oh man this really like all of a sudden just makes it feel like the whole package you know nice did ando make the music too no no he was like that's the only thing in the game that he did not do so very cool and we even caught a small bug at the very end of the game too nice. like the music just cut out like one like after the i died on the boss so I, and I just had to like exit out and go back in and it was working fine but he was i think he fixed it nice before the launch because i actually did it like a couple i was like texted him i was or not text, messaged him i was like is there do you have a embargo on this or anything because i already had the key for it yeah um i was like do you mind if we do the stream today and do it a couple days early he's like oh sweet i'd love that so nice um and yeah he was hanging out as well it was cool he put us in the credits i don't know if you saw that in the private parts but he was just like at the very like which was really cool i had no idea so it was just like as i beat the game it was like special thanks to like he only had a few people and he had pursuing pixels in there and i was like oh heck yeah dude melting my heart right now damn Between that, played Dylan's game the other day on a stream too. That Klebu craves fruit salad, and he's got the <laughs> he put the pelican and frog in the game a few times, oh, like on a couple gosh. levels, like the pelican and frog just like fly by in the background. Wow. I was like, dude, this is you so becoming cool, part man. of uh, indie game lore. At indie this game point. lore, I know it's so it's so cool, man. Wow, it was very very humbling. That's really um, cool. And Dylan's game is awesome. I was maybe going to talk about it today, but I was like, I kind of have a feeling John might play that or something. It's I think it's only on PC. If it was browser, I'd be like, I'll just check it out real quick. Right. But, um, it's actually decently lengthy, too. Like I played it on stream thinking like, oh, I'll, I'll play this at the very end, like, you know, 10 minute game or something. And it was like, I think it took me like a, probably 40 minutes or something. It was like a pretty okay. decently length game. For yeah. Free, freebie. Really polished. That's sweet. Yeah. Really good stuff, man. That's awesome. Did I did I tell you I don't I think I posted it in the Discord but I I posted it private just in the regular chat but I, did I tell you I made a pursuing pixels TikTok No <laughs> No Dylan How's that going uh, Dylan of all people talked me into it between Dylan and uh Paradigm and then my buddy Glenn mentioned it too he was like hey he was like my uh girlfriend Becky he was like she was talking about um pursuing pixels and she was like i feel like tiktok is like a perfect audience for like the clips that kevin posts on instagram sometimes and i was like eh, i don't know about that but dylan was like do hey, they he's know like, we're all in our 30s that's what i said i like i was just gonna say so i just like popped on just now to see it like every like literally the only thing i have been posting is the name of the game and then just a couple hashtags yeah and literally every comment so far if anybody posts is Hey, what's the name of this game? Oh, (laughs) but so far so good. But Dylan was like, Dylan said the same thing. He was like, I think you should make one, man. He was like, he was like, I use, he's like, I just use it for like shit posting. He was like, but he was like, honestly, he's like, I would love to find games on here too. So I was like, it's so easy to upload and post on the computer that I was like, "Eh, it doesn't really take me any extra time. Oh, that's nice. And it's a whole nother platform and one that's 
I mean, and it seems like it seems like the by the Discord anyway, um, pursuing pixels has kind of a younger audience as is. So it kind of yeah, maybe that yeah, lines up. Is, you know, that's that's what I said to Kevin Cole. I was like, uh, you know, I, we were talking. I was like, I was like, I think we seem roughly about the same age. He's like, yeah, I'm 32. I was like, yeah, 34. I was like, I'm just surprised. I was like, most of the devs I meet are like fucking 12. <laughs> I was like, I just like it's like crazy, man. <laughs> Like it's nuts. It's true. Yeah, legit. It's like, nuts. Like I, fi- I for real. Like I find like uh, there's this game coming out called Blue Energy by this developer called Rowan, um, Rowan something. Um, I think I actually retweeted something else that he was working on today. I, that looks like that Star Fox looking thing. I don't know if you ooh, happen to see that. Like no. Uh, because they, yeah, they. I think the comment was just like, "Do a barrel roll," and I like. I think I just put "Yes, please" in the retweet or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, they're just working on all sorts of stuff, and they're working on this game called Blue Energy, and that's how I saw their stuff. And I was like, "Oh, this looks pretty cool." And then I went to their Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, I'm a 16 year old game dev working on this." I'm oh like, "Jesus God. Christ, man! You just kickstarted a game for like twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude?" So a a 16 year old knows what Star Fox is. I guess so. Yeah. Considering like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I like. I, I guess some of this stu- game stuff has just like become common knowledge, or you like, know, like uh, I understand like common Star game Fox language. Zero like came out on Wii U, but like that was generally not considered to be you know that great of a Star Fox experience for kind of what we touched on before with the control yeah. stuff. It like, definitely wasn't carrying the torch of that series of Star Fox 64 that came out in like 1997 or 98. Yeah. Let alone, this <laughs> looks more like the style that he's going for is like very like super Nintendo, super Nintendo. era. Yeah. Which I mean, I guess with a SNES mini and with like Nintendo offering most of these types of switch. games. Yeah. On switch and on Wii and like, yeah, I guess so. You know, maybe and that's maybe, how. And maybe these game devs just like nerd out on like game YouTube videos. You know, maybe they just like go down rabbit holes, find some yeah, even people like Donkey. You know, I mean, yeah. they talk about old games and stuff. I could see, you know, you just like go down a rabbit hole. I guess, but yeah, it is it is kind of surprising now that I think about it. Yeah, how many games you're able I'm able to just talk about with these people that like they were not even anywhere near being alive for. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, like the a lot of these like established game classics came out before they were born. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's which crazy. Is, is nuts be in a, you know, video games are a relatively new art form in the overall scheme of things but now you know have been around since well yeah like mainstream wise since the 80s and there's certainly games like space invaders that came out in the 70s so yeah before yeah. way I mean, before that, we were born so yeah yeah they've had quite a few uh quite a few decades under their belt i yeah. guess but yeah but like you said when you compare it to like movies or music yeah. or anything i mean it's it's only a fraction of the time especially music yes Oh, this is sweet, though. I just looked at that clip. I missed that before. Oh, it's yeah, it looks cool. And then this other guy making a freaking Star Tropics inspired thing. That's sweet, too. Oh, yeah, that game is great. Yeah, I've only played a little bit of it, like the first dungeon or two, but really fun and very heavily, like very. Oh, yeah. Star Tropics inspired. Obvious influence. Um, Yeah. Really nice dude, too. That's sweet. Um. Yeah, that was actually one of the first accounts I ever followed on Twitter. And actually, so is actually the first game I'm going to talk about today. Ooh, Funny nice. enough. So nice, nice. Oh, 
Speaking of, let's uh, knock out that clap. What it. are you at? I'm at uh, 52.30. Uh, my thing is covering up my time. Let's see. 